everybody, this is Pepper Coyote, and you are listening to another episode of Last Minute Politics. We have a returning guest this week. We have Miss Beach, Miss Beatrice Poundwell. Hello. A famous, famous internet socialist will once again be joining us to talk about uh, shit and stuff. Yes, my two <laughs> favorite topics to talk about. So I saw an advertisement for a mattress store. Yeah, a mattress store, a mattress retailer of some kind, and like the point of the ad was telling us how they they have no salespeople. Like it's like a Carvana uh, uh, vending machine type thing where you just go in, (laughs) there's prices, and you buy it if you want it. Sure. And my initial reaction is like, that's stupid. (laughs) You should have salespeople. And then I started actually thinking about it, and it's like, how come, not with every product, like you don't go into Walmart and there's like a salesperson trying to like upsell you on different kinds of bananas. (laughs) <laughs> but cars, mattresses, big and medium money items tend to have like furniture. And it part of the mattress buying process in the conventional way is you essentially have to like 1v1 somebody in the arena of capitalism yes. <laughs> to get the best. You have to go in and defeat their champion. I must defeat fucking Serta's greatest warrior <laughs> to achieve the best yeah. mattress price I can. <laughs> Or a car, and now, and I immediately was like, "Frick, that is that would be my favorite store." That's what that's what I would do. <laughs> um, yeah, mattress salespeople in particular is weird because, well, now you can buy that they've got all these different mattress brands that they mail to your house. But when's the last time you bought a mattress? Like, have you recently? I bought one? a mattress maybe like three, like three years ago. In fact, we're in the market for a mattress right now, so very topical. <laughs> but I remember I, I went to the mattress store, uh, and it was completely empty. And I remember noticing the uh, salesman <laughs> was driving like a really nice sports car. I think it was like a Mustang, like a brand new Mustang, because there's only other one car in the parking lot. <laughs> it's you and the salesman. Yeah, and I was it like, truly a one v one. I was like, I don't know if I want to buy a mattress here because this guy's driving a fucking Mustang. <laughs> That's like boomer shit. Where in the past, yeah, the salesman they'll tell you like, oh, it's a tactic. Like, have a really nice car that will make people want to buy stuff yes. from you. But yeah, I have the same opinion. I think millennials and younger do. Where we're like. Fucking this guy's trying to like hardball me on a mattress where he has a Ferrari. <laughs> Fuck this guy. Give me the mattress. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. I yeah. I'm in sales. I've had the. I've heard the same advice. I've had the same thought myself independently that I should get a really nice car and then that will trick people into thinking I'm smart. I think is what I think. We have our uh, weird fucking petty bourgeois acquaintances that I won't get specific about who at one point, uh, not at one point, they still will say this. like, oh, no, we all had to get new Dodge Challengers because our lawyer and tax guy said that we had to get them to do better. I'm like, shut up. You just wanted a fucking Challenger because it's a cool car. No, you don't understand. I have to shit in this golden toilet. Otherwise, our stock portfolios will be screwed. (laughs) Uh, that's interesting the need to justify um well i yeah because you can't i'm glad they feel like you just go out and say i wanted it because it's nice (laughs) i want the nice thing because it's expensive and cool like i remember trying to talk my dad into splitting a dodge challenger i was like let's let's go halves on it and like i'll get it on tuesdays and thursdays or whatever but (laughs) but i I was unsuccessful in talking him into that I've tried many times to get somebody to like halfway a car with me, but then like the sharing situation always becomes a fight. Yeah. But talking about mattresses, we I, we got a we did one of the. I got to go with my parents when they were getting their the last mattress they were buying while I was still in the house. So I was like seventeen, maybe, and they got us like a nice like a pillow top, blah blah. blah. But like the price range, it was anywhere from like fifteen hundred to like five thousand. <laughs> Those were all of the king-size beds because, you know, it's a married couple doing it. See, I'm over here trying to justify a king-size bed. People are like, Pepper, I thought you were a communist. Why do your parents not simply sleep on a bunk cot? That was exactly what I was thinking. You read my mind. Yeah. But 
my luxurious bourgeois parents. <laughs> but but ever since Tough the Needle and shit came out, you don't see three thousand dollar mattresses anymore. Now the king size mattresses are about eight eight hundred to like fourteen hundred, which is still a lot of money. Yep. But like, holy shit, this is in like two thousand and five, and they were they were on in fact like twenty eight hundred dollars. Like three years ago, when I was in the market for a mattress, I went to a different mattress store. And we're like, where are the cheap mattresses? And the guy's like, no, these are for your guest room. These are like for your guest room. You don't want to sleep on these every night. And then we got one of those, the cheap ones, and we've been sleeping on it every single night for like five years. Well, three years. Yeah. I moved here and I got like a $200 mattress, which was absolutely the cheapest thing in the room. And the springs were ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah. I slept on a $60 Ikea mattress for a whole year once. And... I, I really think I have, like, back problems because of it. <laughs> I have ruined my <laughs> I really body. do think that I, I, I did some I'm permanent sorry. damage to myself. Features, <laughs> no. <laughs> See, I, luckily, I didn't know that the IKEA sold a $60 mattress, so that would have been me. I was. <laughs> it might have been $80. I moved to a remember, place. Remember, it might have been 80 I might be off by 20 bucks, but it was cheap. Either way, under under a hundred it's like frick i would have done that i i did a thing where you like i moved to a city and was like please someone apartment what's the cheapest possible like my my car broke down as i got like my car broke down pulling into the parking lot of the apartment (laughs) i stayed well that's convenient welcome home i guess It worked out. I, I, like, just listen to it. I stop and I hear, tink, tink, link. Like, someone, like, dropped a coin or something, and I realized, oh, it's a fucking chunk of my brake pad. <laughs> <laughs> These brakes are done. <laughs> so, anyway, I have topics today. All right. I want to open up. I want to open up with what, uh, this is, I guess, a light one. <laughs> so Elon Musk took over Twitter, and for the last uh, week, ever since he took over, there's people tweeting on Twitter, on their Twitter timelines, that Twitter is dead and dying. And yeah, so- <laughs> people have been tweeting like- that all week. It's been very exciting, actually. Uh, it's been- It's starting to be sad. It's like people are saying these long, tearful goodbyes, and it's I'm just like looking around like, I mean, you're doing this on... Uh, you did this in a tweet on Twitter on my timeline where I'm reading yeah. it. How is Twitter dead and gone exactly? Well, well, I think um, the the most realistic threat was when he sent out. I mean, you're probably going to get into it, but um, when he gave everybody an ultimatum, I think everybody was like, "I assume most people are going to take the severance." Are you talking about the employees? How? Yeah, the, the- yeah. yes. The I think yeah, the employees. I think that was fueling a lot of the Twitter is over. Because everyone who works there is going to quit, probably. I would like to spin this whole... I'm not going to, but I, I, I could spin this whole thing into, hey, tech workers who have very comfortable jobs where they get paid a bunch of money, uh, maybe you should change your opinion on unionization. Uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Because they are some of the most anti-union people I know are white-collar, high-level tech employees. They're like, no, fucking get good, bro. Learn how to code. <laughs> and it's like, well... Now you're, all your asses are getting dumped out on the street. It's not just Twitter, by the way. This is like we're kind of in the middle of a large tech-based layoff because people hired tons and tons of people during the pandemic thinking that we were going to stay online in VR forever, and we didn't. Sure. <laughs> so now they're having to, like, correct salaries, whatever the hell that means. <laughs> and, man, I sure wish that these people making 500 k a year would be would back the union movement. <laughs> sure, sure would actually shake some shit up, maybe. Yeah. Can't blame everything. Do on you the, think that? Do you think it's going to move the needle that way at all? If it did, I don't know. If all the people were well, that would mesh with the argument being made that since the high-level, experienced Twitter coders are leaving, that Twitter will fall apart. I would say, fuck. That sounds like a lot of labor leverage. <laughs> that if you're departure, departure, departure. I was going to say departure, Dolly departure. <laughs> if your departure sinks your whole company, you could probably use that as a way to get your like low-level employees paid better. But like solid worker solidarity in the tech world seems like non-existent from people I've talked to who actually know like work in. Sure. Bummer. So the whole the the thing I want to bring up is I found the dumbest opinion on the whole situation, which is that we should like we should all sue Elon Musk <laughs> to make him give Twitter to I don't know, Santa Claus or whatever. Give him back to Jack. Everyone loved Jack. Remember <laughs> remember on Twitter, everyone was like, you know, Jack is my favorite fucking guy. Give it, give it to uh, MySpace. What's his, what's his name? Give it to Zuck. Uh, no, MySpace Tom. Tom. Yeah, give it to MySpace Tom. Let, 
Give him a shot. What's he been up to? <laughs> MySpace Tom's been sitting on the bench for too long. Let him run social media again. Yeah. I, I mean, no, <laughs> nobody on, remembers man. this, but the reason MySpace tanked was because Fox bought it. Yeah, Did nobody it? remembers that. Newsmax, or not Newsmax, News Corp. News Corp, the company that owns <laughs> yeah. Fox, bought MySpace. And that's like when it started to really tank. I mean, people were already migrating to Facebook, but uh, they like put a bullet in it. I I remember it because I was still on MySpace at the time. People talk. The meme coming around now <clears throat> is about how oh MySpace. Like it's people. I remember a social media that didn't have algorithms and was like you would see a timeline chronologically. Like well, first of all, MySpace didn't have a timeline. You have to go to people's pages, but. The reason people left MySpace for Facebook is that Facebook had an algorithm and it showed you stuff you wanted to yeah. see. So like people are like they don't even know what they want. Like no one knows what they well, want. It's <laughs> what the they thing want. Where it's like if you know a little bit about something and you think you know a lot about it, it's like uh what's the what's the name for that? Uh I know the phenomenon yes. you're talking about where the more you know about a thing, the more you know how much there is to know, so you get a more realistic assessment of I don't know shit when really you probably don't you know like people who know more than the exactly. average person. Exactly. So if you just like read a couple <laughs> articles about algorithms and you're like I know everything about algorithms now, fuck Twitter. <laughs> like and then you're Elon Musk and you have 4 billion dollars or whatever, you buy it. <laughs> How do people think rich people work if they think that Elon Musk is going to, quote, lose a ton of money on Twitter? Like, oh, he's going to go bankrupt now. As if in America, being rich and making horrible, horrible business decisions that cost you a bunch of money somehow make you less rich. Well, well I've heard <laughs> speculation that that was part of his plan. Buy it, tank it, ba go bankrupt. Debt. Yeah. It's a tax break for him if he loses his money. It just becomes a loss. You write it off. That's worst case scenario. That's assuming that Twitter actually goes away. Twitter serves a, a social media function that is kind of unique. It's the only one that has the throw your opinions online and then the algorithm will make it so the people who hate you the most will see it and call you a piece of shit. <laughs> and then you stay on Twitter and fight with them. Like that's the business model of Twitter and nothing else is really like yeah, that. And also like the key innovation of Twitter was the verification what because i remember on myspace you could follow 10 different versions of barack obama <laughs> <laughs> yeah so and you're like uh, this one seems legit this seems like the legit one so that was kind of the key innovation of twitter so as soon as elon like decided i'm just only gonna make it you have to pay eight dollars for it that's the prerequisite to get a check mark it like Surely he realizes that's why a big reason why Twitter was good, right? <laughs> well, I want to I may make one more point before I jump exactly sure. what you're talking about because it segues into my okay. story. The thing that makes me so the reason I say that the dumbest uh, like opinion is that oh we should all do a class action lawsuit against Elon Musk because him him ruining Twitter is ruining our small businesses. So therefore we have legal standing to go and sue him. I hate the whole premise of that the absolute best, the, our only way we see to even try to exert any kind of power over this guy we don't like is to go and ask the manager of like America, yeah. the, I don't know who, the FTC, like who would even do this, to remove the bad man for us. Like I see leftists who have this opinion of we can we should just get a big guy, a bigger guy than Elon Musk to push him off of Twitter. First of all, who the fuck's the bigger guy? Yeah. He's like a military contractor <laughs> at this point. He was fucking providing most of the guidance systems via Starlink, the guidance systems for the missiles in Ukraine right now, yeah. <laughs> like in this backdoor military shit. Do you think the establishment is gonna take him down? He is. The establishment. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you ask? Do How many times do we have to go into the Applebee's that is American society and demand the manager fix our problems for us before we realize it's never going to fucking happen because the manager of Applebee's only cares about the success of Applebee's. They don't give a shit about well, you. The, they don't care if you're having a bad experience. The fundamental <laughs> problem is it shouldn't be possible for one guy to buy, just on a whim, buy Twitter. <laughs> like It should just one individual man... It shouldn't be possible. To buy something that has such social significance as a Twitter. Sure. Some, it'd be like if one guy owned your whole uh, power company or uh, internet service provider exactly. or yes. <laughs> water utility. I'm laughing because that's how things fucking yes. work. One guy just owns Comcast. Yeah. And you can... No, Pepper, there's a board. Yes, a board that is legally required to make decisions that only make them money. 
not provide better internet service, no. provide better capital returns for the people on the board. So verification. <laughs> b- 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 yeah. No, go ahead. I Well, no, I have one more point, I think. <laughs> yeah, say um, The thing about Twitter is that, like, everybody's like, what are we going to do once it's over? I've been on the internet since I was 10 years old and I've been doing so many different things like uh, yeah from Yahoo chat ICQ to just like message <laughs> yeah. boards like on you know Simpsons message boards It's over. <laughs> We're just going to leave the internet forever now. It's done. And I argue it, it was better before. <laughs> it was better that way when my god to thee. <laughs> when it's just a bunch of guys that like the Simpsons talking about politics it seems better. <laughs> <laughs> Or I think, uh, and this is my last point, I think, um, I don't know if you remember the website Game Facts, Game FAQ. Absolutely, I do. <laughs> and I, you got to make an ASCII art of the Final <laughs> Fantasy VII logo <laughs> to put on the top of your dope-ass walkthrough. Yeah, and I don't know if you remember, every single video game had like a message board. So that's where we yeah. need to go to. Just pick your favorite video game and that's where all your friends hang out. Yeah, not having every single person all in the exact same room talking about every possible thing all at the same time probably is good. Like when things are kind of a little bit more cordoned off into like this kind of community talks amongst themselves. This community talks amongst themselves. I'll talk about how I think a lot of these things should be basically public utilities because that's the they they serve that kind of a function. If we're these these are the town square now. Yeah. (laughs) But people like, well, Twitter's international. What do you even do? It's like, yeah, I think America kinds of need to have like its one. Not that other people couldn't see America's Twitter or whatever the fuck social media, but when it comes to making rules and how things are like governed and moderated, it has to kind of be a bit local because there is no way to as Facebook has found out, they're setting up these weird like international Facebook moderation courts. You cannot make any one rule that actually fucking covers anything. Yeah. There are so many, so much nuance, so many cultures to consider. There are no perfect regulations one can make, no perfect terms of service. So you got to have some local shit. And then it has to be with the understanding of, all right, you're going to post in this place. You have to follow this place's social norms. Just like if you go and visit another country in person, you can't just be like, this is America. It's like, well, this is not America, sir. You must, (laughs) you must follow Spanish law while in Spain. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like Twitter does have its own social norms. That's why you see different shit on Twitter and Facebook, you know, like there's a culture there that you kind of have to figure out. It's the worst yeah, possible. Yeah, wor- well, both of those examples <laughs> I gave were the worst possible. Yeah. I'll, I'll call it tattletale culture because if you say cancel culture, people think you are a Republican. Sure. <laughs> yeah, well, Karen culture. How about that? Karen culture? I just made that up. I s- I'm already seeing screenshots from people who've gone to Mastodon, and it's like the guy who like ru- like started and runs Mastodon is like, look, everybody, you can't just start reporting everyone you don't like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yes, I can. This is my perfect custom reality that's only for me, and I only want to see things that make me happy. If it doesn't bring joy, yeah, I'm trying to live, laugh, love. <laughs> it's Karen. So culture. verification on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> On its face, the the I kind of hate the fucking blue check Twitter nonsense because they just give it to people arbitrarily and then they'll take it away from other people arbitrarily, sure. like um, like algorithmically. It's people who make money for capital and they, Twitter is friendly for advertisers. Want them to see they get blue checks and then they would take. And it was ar- it, it was arbitrary, or you could pay tens of thousands of dollars a year if you're a brand to just have the blue check. And the idea of paying eight dollars and you just fucking do it. It's like, all right, I kind of like the democratization of it. But when I heard that, I assumed there was some kind of verification. Yeah. <laughs> it, it turns out, no, you just pay $8 and put whatever the fuck you want. Facebook won't let me back in my account unless I scan an ID that says my name is legally Pepper Coyote. Really? Is that true? <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's what Facebook does. If you try to make a fake name thing, like they'll eventually, after a few months, be like, okay, so send us your legal ID. That's insane. And I did not know that. Haven't they done that to you? Like, have you not verified your name as uh, your name? <laughs> uh, no, not on Facebook. No. You ha- oh, It's probably because you have a normal looking name, so they just assume you're normal. <laughs> but if you put up, they'll be like, are you a brand? You need to do a brand page. It's like, no, I just go under a fucking pseudonym. Can I not do that? Well, back when you could make like fan pages, I made so many, like every idea I had, (laughs) I would make a fan page and I still get updates from them. Occasionally people will still like them. 
like um i have one uh i made a fan page for ernie's disposal from um from um the brave little toaster <laughs> oh <laughs> okay <laughs> I'm in my head like which Fallout game? <laughs> no, no, it's from the Brave Little Toaster. It's like the garbage uh, place at the end of the movie. <laughs> but that has like a thousand fans or whatever. <laughs> yeah, the big evil. You should have made one just for specifically the big evil mag. Yes, I should have. Yeah, that that'll be next. That thing is the most evil. It only craves death. That's a great <laughs> movie. That's an underrated movie. <laughs> yeah, I think it has its moments. It's some amazing animation. Yeah. It's a little weird when you like rewatch it. Oh, the Goes to Mars one is probably the 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 weirdest to rewatch as an adult because it's just like all over the place, like both tonally, yeah. plot wise. It's neat. It's interesting though. Yeah, they're weird movies, which is a compliment. All right, let's stick this ceiling fan on the bottom of a laundry basket to Mars, <laughs> and it works. <laughs> We're gonna go get a human baby that's been on Mars. For, <laughs> don't worry, he has a cartoon bubble now, around. You know, head. like more than zero kids like tried that. <laughs> Tried to go to Mars with the laundry basket, yeah. <laughs> fucking ceiling yeah. fan. <laughs> More than zero, guaranteed. God, every Brave Little Toaster movie has a completely hopeless, in a very realistic way, moment. Like they're in space and like they ran out of batteries or whatever, and they're just like, "Well, we just have to float through space forever now." And I'm like, "I mean, fuck, that is what would happen." Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I love forcing children to contemplate mortality. <laughs> That's my favorite. Because. <laughs> Because you can't just do normal, like, you can't just do, like, violence. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you have to do this psychological shit, which is so much worse. Yeah, it's, like, it sticks with you for years. It's kind of wonderful. So verification. Yeah. <laughs> I thought there was some kind of actual verification where you have to pay $8 and then, like I just said, like, scan an ID or take a picture of yourself, like, something. No, you can just do whatever you could. Can? I don't know. It's been a week now. You do whatever you want. And the most, one of the more famous examples of this, everybody kind of had a a field day. I think it was literally one day. A field weekend. Yeah, I, I'd say of, maybe a good 48 hours. <laughs> of uh, making fake Twitter accounts uh, that look like various corporate. I, I am kind of proud of Twitter that what did we all jump onto? We jumped onto fucking with corporations and high level politicians yes that's kind of what i want to see good job proles <laughs> i'm gonna read from uh this is the washington post the the, the washington post owned by amazon <laughs> uh, a fake tweet sparked panic at eli Lilly and may have caught may that may is very important have cost twitter millions it may have cost Lily money, too. That may is very important. The pharmaceutical giant halted ad spending after fake blue check accounts went viral. For $8, Twitter is, quote, losing out on millions of dollars in ad revenue, a former Eli Lilly official said. The nine-word tweet was sent Thursday afternoon from an account using the name and logo of the pharmaceutical giant Eli Lilly and Co. and immediately attracted a giant response. We are excited to announce insulin is free now. <laughs> <laughs> that is the tweet. The tweet carried a blue verified checkmark, a badge that Twitter had used for years to signal an account's authenticity. And that's Twitter's new billionaire owner, Elon Musk, while declaring power to the people, suddenly opened to everyone, regardless of their identity, as long as they paid $8. This is not really a defense of elon musk or any of his business decisions but i have been like it, you always sound paranoid when you say this i've been shadow banned on twitter forever i've been algorithmically suppressed my shit does not get to people twitter doesn't like me they know that other people on twitter fucking don't like me so it just like i've been like it force unfollowed people from me and i know this because they told me they're like what the fuck i unfollow <laughs> really so the fact that i could pay eight dollars to become Unalgorithmically suppressed because he said they're like if you're a verified person your replies will like go to the top and I'm like oh so eight dollars and it's like done that's so much more transparent than sorry guy you are bad <laughs> and uh we're not gonna tell you this but your your Twitter account is basically useless now <laughs> we aren't gonna show your shit to anybody but eight dollars so, hey, so did, like, did you do it? I almost appreciate. No, I haven't paid for it because it's just been crazy. <laughs> I don't think it would really be beneficial for me. At the I've, consi I've considered it just to see what it, I don't know, just to see what happens. It's $8. Yeah. Like. What if I pay? <laughs> then suddenly I'm just getting like followers all over the place and responses. Like, I wonder, would, would that yeah, happen? Yeah, I just kind of. In another couple months, I probably will, <laughs> at least for a month to see if it doesn't. Even. I, yeah, assuming the it stays the same in a few months. I really don't think it will. People are talking about hurting small businesses. 
I am a small business, and I hopefully can make that $8 back by selling, you know, a CD. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's all about, because Twitter, at the end of the day, is an advertising platform. It's they want to sell advertising. That's what they do. So they want as many people there with eyeballs as they can possibly get, but they also want it to be friendly to advertisers. They want it to be a brand that they feel comfortable being associated with. That's why... You know, you don't see Axe Body Spray ads when you watch porn because <laughs> lots of people are watching porn. You know, there's tons of eyeballs there. So, But why isn't Target advertising? It's the same thing. Twitter is the new porn, I think is the point I'm trying to make. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing people will talk about when they talk about the story is, yeah, people on Twitter fucked around and cost Eli Lilly a ton of money. Their stock cratered. So I'm on a website called Google.com and I looked up their stock prices and I hit the six month tab. So... In uh, September 28th, their stock was worth $334.38 per share. Then we fast forward to, I, I see this little dip, so I assume that's where it was. Oh, I'm spoiler alert. Uh, the, the 10th, 10th of November, they were at 368. Uh, and then they, they dove all the way to 349. And now they're currently at 361. <laughs> really? Which, which is, uh, if you'll note, much, much higher than where they were in September. So it's like, yeah, they had a two or three day little dip in their stock price and then it went right the fuck back up. How do we think things work? <laughs> do you really think, if you think we can tweet away our corporate overlords, we are, you're so fucking mistaken. And the reason I care about this is this is where people's revolutionary energy goes. They will see that some shit happened on Twitter that may or may not have cost Eli Lilly a little bit of money and go, ha-ha, I, um, uh, I will say what I'm doing because I'm doing motion. I'm fucking dusting off my hands. We did it, everybody. Eli Lilly is fucked. Insulin is free now. But no, what actually happened? Uh, their stock price is, ex is actually higher than it was not even a month ago. October 18th, it's 335. No, November 18th, it's 361. Good job, Twitter. You sure did it. You took down well, this dangerous, horrible yeah, company. Yeah. the <laughs> and We can't hurt them because they won't let us hurt them. And they can afford to make sure that we don't. What are we going to do? Have a diabetic episode at them? <laughs> yeah. You're... They don't give yeah, a fuck. No. And there's no reason. Yeah. There's no reason why they should, I guess. Like, they're... It, in, but if there's a silver lining in that whole Twitter thing, it's that it's a popular idea that it should be free, <laughs> you know, like, uh, yeah, it's proving to us that, yeah, people care about that shit. And Medicare for all is popular amongst what, 80 percent yes. Democrats and 55 percent of Republicans, <laughs> like everyone in the country wants yeah. it. We do not live in a, a democracy. We just don't. No. Like, if, if, democracy, if your definition of democracy is the will of the people is enacted, or at the very least, the will of the people influences policy. <laughs> that, that, that whole story, there's something very succinct about it. You know, uh, you, trying to, like, take down a company with a tweet, it making no difference. You f but most people feeling like it did, and then things continuing yeah. as they always have. Because they got to... They got to run news stories for three days about people on Twitter fuck with blah blah. Yes. Like the people's voice and was people recognized, feel, which yeah. takes away people's revolutionary energy. They go, ah, oh, they're doing it. Someone somewhere is working yep, for me. But yeah, no. it's uh, just to satisfy you so you don't continue to get angry. Go vote for Democrats and they'll definitely give you student loan relief. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> it's being blocked by the courts, everybody. Yeah, that whole <laughs> thing is fucked up. I got a letter today from about my student loans that specifically that is trying. It's fucking Biden propaganda. It's like the Biden Harris administration is doing everything we can. It's like, well, if you're doing everything you can. So there was two. This is a like another sidebar. There were there's literally two popular known ways that like legal experts say that you could do a student loan relief. When we say that Biden has the authority, you could do it through a. Uh, Oh, freaking a he's doing it through covid stuff he's saying like due to covid we have to do this relief which is a much legally shakier one than god what is it like the american freedom act the american <laughs> kind of sort of like it, that's the name of every like act in a, the, I know. <laughs> the, freedom, <laughs> the freedom from tyranny act <laughs> and it's just that's a real one i swear i've heard that that's the freedom from tyranny it, act and it's just raising be. taxes on shoelaces or something 
This is my once per episode reminder. I am not a journalist. I'm not an expert. I don't know shit about policy, but I like have the ability to go online and read stuff from people who do know what they're talking about, the people who have done research, and it's out there if you want to do even the, the, the shortest Google search. There is a much more uh, legally court-defensible court way to go about canceling the student debt, and he, and, uh, I say he, Biden, as if he's doing fucking anything. He woke up from his nap and hit the button on the left. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was elected to lead, not to read. <laughs> he has no idea what the fuck's happening in this country. Um, he chose, or his staffers had him choose, the shakiest legal grounds possible. That shit is never happening. Yeah. We are not getting 10,000. We're not getting 1,000. What's going to happen is they're going to keep booting a lot, like punting, the same way they were like threatening to shut down the government every other month. They're going to keep threatening to reinstate student loans. Unless you vote for Democrats, this is the most important election of our lives. Yeah. <laughs> 2023, 24, 25. I need to cut myself off from this. Uh, you have topics for today, which is about electoralism anyway. Oh, yeah, that's right. I sure do. Um, so, yeah, the article I shared with you, let me see if I can find it on my computer. Um, so this is an NB the NBC News article. It was just literally the first one that I found about it. But um, Moms for Liberty backed school board members, fire superintendent, Ban critical race theory. So basically, six new uh, school board members in, uh, this is South Carolina, uh, six new school board members were elected and they immediately fired the superintendent, uh, made a rule that, there would, <laughs> that it was not allowed to teach critical race theory, uh, and they, hi they fired the school lawyer, hired their own lawyer, and they set up a book banning committee. Um, a, a, com a committee does a committee to decide whether certain books and materials should be banned from schools. They did that all in their first meeting after being elected. I mean, fuck, dude. At least something's happening. Not at I, least something's happening. These are bad. Yeah, things, I mean, these are bad things. Things are happening. So, yeah. so yeah, I hear this, and I'm like, well, this is the democratic process working as intended, right? But why it does it piss me off so much? <laughs> um, it. It's because the people electing these people have been misled from the beginning, you know, like critical race theory. It's a nonsense. It literally is meaningless. I cannot. I'm looking at the article that you linked for us, and I cannot overstate the number of smiling black people in every single photo about this, <laughs> which I don't, I don't know what that means about this story. It's South Carolina, which has a very large majority, like, I don't know if it's a majority black population, but a large black population. And, I, uh, so <laughs> you, super, you live in the Carolinas. The, Do you have any insight? Well, the, the superintendent that they fired was the first black superintendent in the history of the school district, but they replaced her with another black guy. So they're with another black person. So they're like, we're not racist. We're replacing because even just looking at the room. <laughs> The room of is of rando people who actually have the time and energy to attend a school board meeting is like a good like a 50-50 split. Yeah, it's well, yeah, because that is what the population is like here, you know, like in the deep south, it is kind of like a 50-50 split. So this is like a representative proportionally representative decision almost. I, I mean, that's what, I guess that's what I'm trying to get at because it seems like you can't even be like, oh, fucking white people came in and ruined this school board. It's like, no, <laughs> it's well. People of all colors it's and creeds people, ruined the school board. People boards. are used to voting for the person with an R next to their name. That's it. <laughs> That's all it is. Uh, everybody is used to... It's the South. Everybody is used to voting to, for the person with the R next to their name. Um, and, you know, Even some people... Even if they uh, happen to be not pale. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's just what they've been doing their whole lives. <laughs> Who's but, the guy who's running against Warnock in the like the Senate race? It's a black guy, but he's a conservative Republican, and everyone's like, "Ah, oh, this guy's the worst guy ever." And it it's not that they aren't. <laughs> I just wish that it would be more become instantly more clear to people how entirely identity based politics are useless. They don't fucking help anything. They don't help us get anywhere closer to like what reality is, what people's opinions are. One thing that happened in this last midterm election, once again, Latino voters have shifted farther and farther to conservative candidates. 
what do we make of that? <laughs> because if you talk to leftists, they're walking around, it's like, we need to vote blue for Latinos. And then if you follow that logic, it's like, wait, are Latinos against the movement? What's happening? Are Latinos bad? Like, it, it, you have this infantile way of looking at shit of like, X race is good, X race is bad, which in my opinion is racist. Yeah, yeah that say. sounds like racist. <laughs> that sounds like kind of defin- the, the definition, definition of, of racism. racism. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so from this NBC News article, um, the two of the school board, uh, two of the people that were elected to school board, they ran on curriculum transparency, fiscal po- responsibility, and to put a stop to the woke agenda. Now, <laughs> I think part of what frustrates me is that their first thing that they do to end the woke agenda is ban a bunch of books <laughs> like and they don't see the irony of like these woke people they're trying to like trick our children into whatever bullshit they think but then let's restrict what they're allowed to read <laughs> like they don't realize they're hey, this, there's no self-awareness yes <laughs> Or there is, I guess. You've heard my... Go ahead. You heard my opinion going into this beforehand. It's not that I think these issues don't matter. It's not that I think uh, things like critical race theory and books and libraries don't matter or that I should not care at all. Or that I should not care at all that certain schools are having uh, books removed, like censorship happening. But these are issues that make people extremely emotional. These are very emotional issues. Ask anybody what critical race theory is, and they're probably going to say, I don't know, or it's good, or it's bad. Which isn't to say these issues don't matter. They have a version of it in their head that they'll explain to you. Yeah. (laughs) They'll give you a very, they'll just talk about some completely unrelated thing and say, that's critical race theory. Yeah, something that, they'll just say something that pisses them off and say that's what it is. Critical race theory. Is when a a bunch of people get together and beat up a white kid or something. I don't know. It's, it's <laughs> like, when, is that what critical race? It's when you buy too many bananas and the, you get too many bananas. That's critical race. Theory. And they go, they. I got a calcium deficiency. Criti- <laughs> Fucking critical race theory. <laughs> yeah. So my point in all this is not that this doesn't matter, but that it is a highly emotional moral issue that becomes almost impo- almost it, it's intentionally impossible to get any solid. Good, bad, yes. If we actually get into the freaking nitty gritty of exactly what books should and should not be available to what children and yeah. when, there is infinite layers to disagree on, infinite shit to fight yep. about, and these are the only issues ever presented to us as Americans because of that. It allows both si- both sides, it's one side, it allows both colors of the one side, red and blue, to fundraise off of no one know- even knowing what the fuck they're talking about. They might as well just go out and say, good thing, give me money. And they're like, bad thing, give me money. <laughs> like, it is so distilled down to its most pure form of just bullshit. <laughs> no one even knows what they're talking about. I got maybe the tiniest bit of critical ra- actual critical race theory, kind of maybe given to me in like my third year of university <laughs> in like a religious studies class where they talked about it for maybe a week. Yeah. Nobody in elementary school is getting any of this shit, and everybody knows no, I, this. It's like a yeah, meme I at this point. I haven't heard the phrase critical race theory until people started getting pissed off about it. Um, yes. But, you know, I learned about all the horrible shit that happened in history. <laughs> like, does that mean I learned critical race theory? I don't know. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's annoying. It also forces you into this weird false position of like defending the current public school curriculum, which is bad and horseshit and already teaching us that like, oh, Thanksgiving is when the Indians and the pilgrims had a makeout session. Like all this, we we learn history wrong already. We know it. And then we're going to be like, don't, don't take away our kids. Very bad and inadequate historical education. We need to keep it. We are the Democrats. Like it forces you to defend an already bad thing. Because it's culture war, team politics, tug of war nonsense, yep. where the the mono party sucks money out of us based on whatever we think. What do you think? Okay, we think that too. Please give us money. Yeah, I'm always getting text messages from people fundraising for politics, but they think I'm my mom for some reason. And I'm like, <laughs> stop asking my mom for money, fucking John Fetterman. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not Mildred Poundwell. I don't live in... <laughs> <laughs> fucking homeless town anymore <laughs> it's like where she's on a very fixed income <laughs> you know nancy pelosi stop asking my mom for money 
<laughs> Look, Nancy. <laughs> Get out. Shoo. Leave my mom Get alone. Out of my yard, I want Nancy. some inheritance left. Keep my mom's name out your fucking exactly. mouth. <laughs> Exactly. I go slap Nancy Pelosi. I would never slap Nancy Pelosi, but I would slap her husband, I guess, because sexism. <laughs> you know, a weird thing in like pro wrestling. There's the the promotion I like watching AEW. You like in the indies and in independent wrestling, there are co-ed matches all the time, man versus woman, all over the fucking huh. place. Because it's uh, it's fake. It's fake fighting, yeah. people. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> it's unrealistic. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> it's fake. It's yeah. But I don't know if it's because the person running the promotion is is like conservative and doesn't want to show like a man fake hitting a woman on TV or if the TV itself is like, no, you cannot possibly show. Well, maybe they like, think people won't beating. like it. People won't watch it. I don't know. I don't know. Is there an audience for people fake women. up women? <laughs> they'll have two women beat the fuck out of each other. Like bloody fake, brah, crazy brutal. And it's fine. Like people watch UFC. Two ladies beat the shit out of each other, and then one of them wins, and that's entertainment, everybody. You train for this, it's consensual beating. Consensual beating, yeah. Yeah, everyone agreed, everyone knew what was happening, everyone was prepared. For for ultimate fighting. Consensual beating. Didn't test as well. (laughs) Welcome to ultimate consensual beater. (laughs) We're in the beat house. Hey, that's genius. Who's getting voted out this week? <laughs> that's brilliant. We got to do that. Oh God! Uh, all right, I freaking I, I would love to ramble more, but I want to get I, I want to hit our last topic because we're already at forty yeah, minutes. Let's do it. So okay. This is, is this might be a hard one. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if this is controversial or not. It, it doesn't actually seem controversial, at least to people I talk to. But somebody, <laughs> someone like looks around the room. <laughs> someone dropped a fucking bomb on Poland, which, and this is not funny, killed two farmers who were just like hanging out, minding their business, living their lives. Suddenly, uh, a missile fell on their head and two people died because of yeah. this. The reason this is a story is... Whose missile was it and why? What did you hear? Like, did you hear anything about this when it initially came out, Beatrice? Um, so I, I tend to stay away from like war related stuff just because it bums me out. I but, try, but I saw that video. I don't want to see people die on video. I saw Fuck. that video of like them all getting shot down, like, right? Like, or there was like a dome or something. I saw a bunch of missiles getting shot down in, um, Ukraine. Oh, you're thinking of the Israel, uh, yeah. Israeli Iron Dome? Oh, yes. Okay. That's what I'm thinking of. So I heard about this. I heard that a bunch of people were Googling, where is Poland? That's basically what I know about it. <laughs> that, um, like, there was a huge spike of people Googling, where is Poland? Where is Where are they right now? We got to find them. <laughs> but that's basically everything. Poland, I- they left two hours ago that's- for... They left six years ago for a pack of cigarettes and they never came back. Where is Poland? People are like, is Poland close to my house? That's probably what they're... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Poland's right next to Wisconsin. We better get this shit together. (laughs) I live in Chicago. It's right near me. All right. So this is an article. This is from the Toronto Star. So before anybody thinks I'm reading from some like crazy commie rag, <laughs> this is the Toronto Star. It's a very like middle of the road paper. It just happens to not be American, which I think might lead to the, the tone you get in it, which I don't even think is like trying to make a, the point that people will think it is when I start reading it. Be skeptical of claims made by all sides in a war. That's the lesson from the Polish Missile Crisis. It should be called the Polish Missile Crisis. It was a fucking crisis with missiles in Poland. In propaganda terms, this week's missile attack on Poland was one of the most intriguing developments in the nearly year-long war between Russia and Ukraine. It marked the first time that Ukraine's Western allies deviated on a matter of importance from Kiev's line, which is to blame everything on the Russians. (laughs) I didn't write this article. Uh, in in this case, the question being asked was who was responsible for a rocket attack on Poland that ended up killing two civilians. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky blamed Russia. 
uh, saying Moscow had deliberately launched an attack against NATO member Poland, which if you know, this is me talking, not the article. <clears throat> if you know anything about NATO, if you attack any NATO thing, any NATO country, Article 5 is an attack on one, is an attack on all. This would be like an open declaration of war on Poland, unequivocal. We now are duty-bound to go to hot war with Russia. Mm-hmm. World War Three, but Poland, as well as NATO and the U.S., fingered Ukraine. <laughs> I didn't write this article. This is Toronto Star. <laughs> they said that the rocket was most likely Ukrainian and had been launched by Kiev as part of an effort to shoot down Russian missiles. Part of the reason they you could figure this shit out is that the particular missile that uh, did it, the particular missile that hit Poland, has a range of I think 150 kilometers, and Russia is at closest 1,000 kilometers from the city. Uh, uh, they blamed Russia in the broadest sense, uh, noting that Moscow's illegal war against Ukraine was responsible for creating a situation where missiles from many sources were putting civilians at risk. And like, okay, I guess. So, uh, okay, <laughs> so this is just them saying, hey, let's go to war, NATO, basically. Let's <laughs> go. Well, the idea that it's still, it's, it's no, you're not wrong for blaming Russia, because if Russia didn't do anything, there would be no war in the first place, and no mos- missiles would be falling anywhere, which is kind of, somebody on Twitter was like, oh, so it's basically like saying, Japan really nuked themselves in World War II. It's basically their fault that we dropped Yeah, it's like, it's like the bully. <laughs> quit, quit nuking yourself. <laughs> quit. <laughs> <laughs> but they were quite clear about this specific incident. Ukraine, not Russia, had fired the lethal rocket that ended up exploding over Poland. It is almost unheard of for Washington, capital W, Washington, to break publicly with Kiev. The Ukrainian government routinely accuses Russia of committing horrendous war crimes. These accusations are usually treated as fact by Kiev's sponsors in the West, including both the U.S. and Canada. It is all part of a most effective propaganda campaign designed to bolster Kiev's standing in the West by demonizing Russia. Usually there is no room for nuance. The message being relayed is a simple one. Ukraine good, Russia bad. But in this case, the simplistic message was dangerous. If, as Kiev insisted, Russia had launched a missile ag- attack against NATO member Poland, it risked retaliation from the entire North Atlantic alliance. So I'm over here going, well, I, like, eventually, yes. Like, what actually happened has now kind of become the mostly agreed upon. Like, I don't... Have you have you heard any argument of this one way or another? Or do you know people in your life who are like, no, it was definitely Russia? Do you know people who are like, no, it was definitely Ukraine? No, it was Poland? I don't know what's going on. Like, does anyone you know even talk about this? Uh, n- no, I make a point of not talking about this kind of stuff uh, with most people uh, to avoid confrontation. But um, I assumed, yeah, I assumed it was Russia. Uh, I just assumed that um, because I was conditioned to, but, but still, you know, yeah. This is good. Yeah. Self-awareness. Yeah. <laughs> I tried my best. Uh, no, keep going. I have nothing else to, to add value. <laughs> I mean, fucking, I also experience propaganda. Sure. I am trying as hard as I can to acknowledge that. That is my only, like, Hard Here's the thing, though. It's not I, that I am. I, I want to. Yeah. Um, I agree. Ukraine good, Russia bad for the most part, like eighty percent. But yeah, definitely we have to look into everything, and you know this is a bummer. The other reason I don't look at war stuff and I don't like sure. seek it out. The, the really big ones, like this was a really big one. This is like, oh fuck, here we go, World War Three. Like they actually <laughs> struck a NATO ally. It's like ah, they didn't though. <laughs> good. Yeah. I mean, I'm good. I'm glad. I'm very sad that two people died. Two random civilians who had nothing to do with any of this. Two yeah. farmers. But it's also kind of ridiculous to be like, oh, Russia did a strategic strike on uh, two farmers <laughs> in Poland because. Yeah, I th- I think. I am trying as regular folks. I think we have access to too much information. <laughs> I think we have the appearance of access to sure. a ton of information when the actual information we're allowed to access, I think, is extremely limited. Fair. <laughs> my my goal in this is not to just do the op, not to just be a reactionary and say Russia good, Ukraine sure. bad, because that is also incorrect. <laughs> we have two different nations, and there's this whole geo. It's extremely complicated. There is the whole world of world's worth of geopolitics in both both countries this is on some level a proxy war sorry both countries are made up of people doing their regular people shit trying just like us trying not to die and feed their family like you know both places 
We know for sure that a ton of propaganda comes out of Russia. We know for sure that a ton of propaganda comes out of the United States. I am just trying to not blindly follow like one of the two. I'm trying to actually step because that doesn't fucking affect me. Not directly. I'm not going to fight in these wars. These wars are not coming to my doorstep yet. Yeah. I want to be able to step, stand back, and then kind of assess afterwards, like, okay, so here's all the shit they said initially. It's now been a week. What actually happened? Yeah. In this case, it was, it's was. it been two days what actually happened. So uh, let me retrieve the end of this. Um, either Russia was willing to take unusual risks or the attack on Poland was not as cut and dried as Ukraine insisted it was. It still insists, by the way. The official Ukraine line is still that Russia just bombed gotcha. Poland. Like, they have in no way acknowledged that. Um, For America, the second option was preferable. Uh, And so the U.S. propaganda machine broke with the Ukrainian version. Uh, This was one instance when the usual formula of blame the Russians was both inadequate and dangerous. Because better to tell the truth, which, according to the U.S. and NATO, is that the missile likely originated in Ukraine. Again, this is the Toronto Star. This isn't like some fucking... This is, I'm not reading from like the KGB's website. <laughs> what do you think, everybody? Do you think, no, Russia just straight up bombed Poland and we're all getting lied to with a missile that doesn't have the range to reach from Russian t- military control to Poland? I think that's definitely possible. But um, I think it's good that World War Three hasn't started yet. I think ultimately that's the good thing. <laughs> that's the silver lining. I wish people would take this shit more seriously. Because I'll talk to people and they're like, oh, we just need to do a quick assassination of Putin. And I'm like, what fucking cartoon world do you live yeah. in? <laughs> Where it's just, oh, yeah, we'll simply destabilize Russia. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we'll just run in, take care of Saddam Hussein. It's like, yeah, that sure worked out. Yeah. Like, while trying to pretend that the U.S. has entirely virtuous and innocent intent in all of this. They want further domination of the, the, the petro the petrodollar. They want continued domination of the petrodollar over the world. That's why they blew up the fucking Nord Stream 2 pipeline, because Germany was starting to buy gas from people that weren't us. They want to expand our local markets and shrink everyone else's. This doesn't seem that complicated to me, and I don't know why it all becomes this, like, vir- oh, the virtuous good guy this and the virtuous bad guy. It's like, no, we have two businessmen fighting over market. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's ultimately all that it is. And unfortunately, Ukraine is stuck in the middle of this, and fucking Zelensky seems to be entirely willing to go as bloodthirsty as possible. Like, whatever the fucking, whatever Washington says, that's what we say. Fight to the last Ukrainian. And uh, sure, Russia is doing military conscription, and that is bad, but Ukraine is doing military conscription, and that is good. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. Apparently, it's good. Can't, Can't everybody just get along? That's what I'd like. The only reason I even talk about it is the U.S. has now sent $60 billion plus to Ukraine, not to Ukraine, to Lockheed Martin and other American weapons manufacturers to then send missiles to I don't know who. Part of the thing is, how come the missile that Ukraine accidentally blew up on Poland, why isn't a better, it's like an old shitty Soviet model missile. It's like, what are we sending all this money for? Where are your good (laughs) missiles? I thought we were sending you better missiles. (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) Where are the good, they're saving the good missiles for when the Pope comes over. (laughs) Yeah, you got to show them how you you bring them out, set them in yeah, the yeah, there's <laughs> It's like a centerpiece. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to waste the good missiles on Poland. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking Polish do not deserve our best missiles. <laughs> we will fucking destroy two farmers with our shittiest <laughs> missile for some reason. Yeah, that's all it is. They're saving the good ones. So I have, I have heard uh, the, what is it? Because this still doesn't make any sense. Because that would be like that they would that Russia was in the process of bombing Poland. That Ukraine was shooting down Russian missiles, and in the process of all that going on, some like debris fell out of the sky, and that's what happened. But it's like, well, wouldn't that missile have to be already over Polish airspace for it to then get blown up and fall on Poland? I don't know. Maybe it was so high it like drifted miles and miles over across the Polish border. I I, I genuinely do not know. But that doesn't sound in, entirely outlandish yeah, to me. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm not a rocket scientist. Uh, I I just Literally. play one on TV. <laughs> <laughs> All right, any closing thoughts before we're out of here? Closing thoughts? Um, no, thanks for having me, uh, Pepper. And uh, people follow me on Twitter if it still exists, uh, at B Poundwell. 
It's extremely nice to have you on, and I hope I can have you. I on enjoy. Again. Yes, I enjoy doing it. Maybe I can convince you into a a, a semi permanent or permanent guests. <laughs> you can be the politics co-host, which is funny because as you've said over and over, <laughs> you don't especially dedicate a ton of time in your life to politics. I, I feel like I dedicate more time than most people. Like I'm I, yeah. but <laughs> you, you definitely have me beat for sure. <laughs> I'm stuck in this situation where it's like, am I an evil person or do I need to learn more history? And then you learn more history. It's like, no, fucking come on. Like, they, yeah. People, <laughs> like, how did you go through? Because in elementary school, you're you're taught like then there was the Vietnam War where there was a ton of terrible, terrible Vietnamese people. And we had to save the good Vietnamese people from the bad ones. But then eventually we just left. So, uh, yeah. And, and then you like look into it and go, oh. Yeah, Ho Chi Minh was fine. He wasn't some like horrible, ridiculous dictator who was just like executing people left and that's like Pol Pot. They want to make out like, yeah, Pol Pot, Ho Chi Minh, same guy. So, no. <laughs> so uh, my mom has always been like super lefty and she was always feeding me that kind of propaganda my whole life so I, I was getting the official story at at school and then i was getting my mom's version <laughs> all you know I, I remember asking my mom who won the vietnam war and she's like nobody wins war everybody loses i'm like yeah yeah oh, but, but but who won <laughs> she's like yeah. she's like everybody lost Yeah, but the scoreboard right <laughs> she's like everybody lost war every, i'm like you don't know do you <laughs> The freaking Communist Party of Vietnam won yes. that war. They marched into Saigon. We all talk about like this horrific, oh, the fall of Saigon, this horrific thing. No, the fucking soldiers walked in and it was a peaceful, just like, all right, uh, what's up, everybody? We are the, the Viet Minh and, yeah, <laughs> and like, we are your new government now. Yeah, and America couldn't keep convincing its people that it was a good idea to send their kids to die for a reason that got foggier and foggier as the war went on. It, it remind it's very familiar, uh, to, you know, the Iraq war. <laughs> yeah. I hope and pray that the, fucking the who we won't get fooled again. <laughs> we don't just do the exact same shit quick. Let's get troops on the ground in Poland and or yes, Ukraine. But- like let's go die in this war, which is definitely a good I, I don't know if it'll happen in that exact scenario, but it's going to happen again. Okay. That's, cycle of things every 10 or so years we gotta send everyone to die (laughs) the phrase is socialism or barbarism to fucking quote luxembourg she that's just what like the way we avoid another i I say another there are already many pointless wars currently happening around the world that the u.s is propagating like nobody talks about syria at all (laughs) it's just ah whatever like nothing nobody talk we have troops in haiti Nobody talks about Haiti. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, we're actively fucking with a, 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 a sovereign nation right now, like in the Caribbean, <laughs> let alone stuff where, like that's happening in Europe and the Middle East. I think the only way that we prevent further shit like this from going on is socialism. If you do the revolution and they're too busy dealing with peasant uprisings here at home in the imperial core, it gives the rest of the world a break. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> I mean, I don't feel optimistic that that's happening soon. <laughs> I kind of am. I think we're hitting another lynch point. We're gonna. We're hitting. We're about to hit another well, like epoch changing. Well, define soon. I don't know. What, define it can soon. Be a, Ten years. Oh, easily within our lifetimes. Within two years, I think. Within the next year, because I think the Ukraine situation is going to spiral into. Not that like this exact thing is going to spiral into another one just nearby, but the conflict between the all the NATO countries, the people who think that they should just have the right to run the entire world, and if you say no to us, we'll kill you, I think they they are now, not I think, they are now butting up to and starting to hit, like, the end game with Russia and China, like, verse Russia and China. Not that Russia and China are, like, a, a unified team that all, like, make decisions together. They aren't. They're two separate independent countries. One is but communist. Do you think- the other is Russia. Do you think two years ago, you would have said the revolution is two years away? No, because this shit wasn't going on and I hadn't read Marx yet. <laughs> okay. Now, but, absolutely. But, like, people don't, people forget. Lenin went from a guy with five other guys in a room, like rabble rousing, to the fucking October, February revolution in six years. Yeah. And that's when shit moved at 1900s pace. We move a trillion times faster now with like digital shit. Yeah. 
I think we could have a revolution started and done in a nine months. If, if, like if all the fucking cards, um, if all the stars aligned, if the material conditions were. I got to start getting in shape then. Let, let, me, let me know when the revolution yeah, is. You got to have so good cardio. Put down a few pounds. <laughs> cardio for <laughs> yeah, the revolution. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got to do some revolutions on my bike, my stationary bike to get yeah. my cardio. <laughs> all right, my friends. This has been Last Minute Politics. I am Pepper Coyote. Oh, I am Beatrice Poundwell. <laughs> and this has been... La- yeah, we already said the thing. Join us on Patreon. Email us. Talk to us online. Uh, thanks very much for listening. Goodbye. Beatrice, we're going to yell bye. 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 bye.